Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. All right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode seven. And as promised, in today's episode, I want to explore mirror work, which is something that the wonderful woman Louise Hay developed. And to get us started, I thought I'd read a little excerpt from her book, Heal Your Body, which is the only book of hers I have in my library, Scandal in the Marketplace. I actually, (laughs) I'm really surprised this is the only book of hers I own. And I'm making a note to expand my library (laughs) of Louise Hay books because she's written quite a few. But nevertheless, any book of hers has so many gems in it and there's a piece here that I really wanted to share with you all. The point of power is in the present moment, right here and right now in our minds. It doesn't matter how long we've had negative patterns, an illness, a rotten relationship, lack of finances, or self-hatred. We can begin to make a change today. The thoughts we've held and the words we've repeatedly used have created our life and experiences up to this point. Yet, that is past thinking. We've already done that. What we're choosing to think and say today, at this moment, will create tomorrow, and the next day, and the next week, and the next month, and the next year, and so on. The point of power is always in the present moment. This is where we can begin to make changes. What a liberating idea. We can begin to let the old nonsense go right now. The smallest beginning will make a difference. And once again, this is an excerpt from Louise Hay's book, Heal Your Body. And this is in the intro. It's actually a tiny chapter, it seems, called The Point of Power is in the Present Moment. There's so much that I love about that excerpt. One, um... I love, to start at the end, one, I love what she talked about at the end. The smallest beginning will make a difference. And I I feel like this is something I talked about last week with the idea of the value of the incremental and how these daily acts that we could take, maybe it's writing yourself a love letter every day, maybe it's something else, but that these small beginnings can make a difference and they, they will make a difference. And I also love how much she talks about the power of our thoughts, of the thoughts we're having in each moment. So bringing not just all the thoughts we've ever had, but zooming it into the thoughts we're having right now in the present moment, and that we really do have choice, and we really do have power when it comes to what we're paying attention to, what we're thinking about. And basically, in my mind, the, the narration we're giving to life. There's so many ways to perceive reality. I mean, look at any piece of art or any movie or any book or any song. There's so many interpretations of reality, of what's happening here on earth for us as humans. And I think that's so beautiful and marvelous. I love the variety. And I think it's important to remember that we have choice with how we perceive what's going on and the stories we tell ourselves about that. And so I love to point out a second thing I love about this excerpt. I love the way she's talking about 
how much choice we have because to me choice is just like so yummy and so empowering especially when it comes to the choices we're making about how we talk to ourselves how we perceive ourselves and what we tell ourselves is possible for our lives so I think that this is such a this is such a beautiful entry point when it comes to Louise Hay's work because the present moment is where power resides and it's it's where everything happens, right? <laughs> so to explore this wonderful world of Louise Hay a little bit further and to make good on my promise to you all from last week, I would love to introduce you to mirror work. So mirror work is a wonderful way to basically take any affirmations, especially when they come to self-love and self-compassion, and just take them to the next level. So oftentimes when people talk about affirmations, they talk about saying things out loud that are positive, right? I am healthy. I am free. I make wonderful financial decisions. I have wonderful people in my life. I feel loved and I share love, you know. For example, those are just some off the top of my head. And Louise Hay developed a whole process where you use a mirror and you're saying affirmations, but you're looking into your own eyes and you're looking at yourself while you say these affirmations. And she starts you out, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure somebody else has read her book more recently than I have, but I'm pretty sure you start out um, doing like a 21 day process where every day you're saying, I love you to yourself as you gaze into the mirror. And it may not be exactly 20 day, 21 days. I'm not certain, but the basic sentiment is you spend time practicing this. And this goes back to something I know I've mentioned before on the podcast of how one doing things multiple times, uh, can be very valuable and it can help us, um, become more familiar with something and, and transform it from being kind of weird and strange to being something that we let in and that we accept. The other thing, number two, uh, doing something so small, right? It's just, it takes like a second to say, I love you as you look in the mirror. And we all look in the mirror at some point in the day, I, I imagine, you know, getting ready, brushing our teeth, whatever it might be, looking in the rear view mirror in our car. And it's something so small, but you can do it. You can do it. And, and the act of that can start to make these shifts because the power is in the present moment. And there you are in that moment. And you make that choice to say, I love you to yourself. And so much can, can emerge from that as time goes on, as you do this small, simple, profound act day after day after day after day. It can create something profound. It can move things in a deeper way. So I, I have a feeling that mirror work can expand. And I, I, one of my favorite things to do with anything like this is to take it and play with it, right? Take it and make it my own and make sure that it serves me. And I encourage you all to do that with anything that I share and anything that you discover because this is your life and you really are in the driver's seat and you get to choose how you engage with any idea, any idea right? It really gets to be yours and gets to be your own. I think there's so much merit to doing things as they're intended and as they're taught because you can learn so much by really being that kind of beginner and the beginner's mind and taking on, you know, the, the entire idea that somebody's presented. 
And I think it's so good to always remember that you get to do what feels good to you and you get to play with it all and make it your own. So when it comes to mirror work and when it comes to the wonderful world of love signals, I think that this is such a powerful way to practice self-love and to deepen this exploration of self-love. And it can be challenging. I've, I've assigned this to many clients in my coaching practice and some really struggle. It can really bring up a lot of feelings to look into your own eyes and say, I love you. And sometimes those feelings can be, um, just discomfort of like, Oh, I don't believe it. It doesn't feel true. I feel like I'm faking it. And sometimes the feelings can be even more raw and tender of just like where, where almost where the mind will pop up with the opposite, right? It's like the mind wants to argue with that affirmation and with those words of self-love. And this might even be something you all have noticed when you've been journaling um, or writing out words of self-love or self-kindness that maybe part of your brain comes in there of like, no, I'm not. And no, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm this. This is what I am. And there's a lot of ways to approach that and work with that kind of negative part that pops up. Two of my favorite ways to work with that are, I keep doing these lists of two. How interesting. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> um, one is tapping EFT. EFT is uh, wonderful. And I should probably just do a whole episode on it. But it's basically where you tap on these meridian points on the body. You can uh, look up thetappingsolution.com and I actually work for them. So I'm obviously biased, but I've always loved tapping. I've loved the tapping solution since before I worked for them when I was a teenager and in my early 20s. Um, and the tapping solution, they, they have such great tutorials when it comes to how to tap and what tapping is. But basically you're tapping on these meridian points on your face and body and they help to send a calming signal to your brain. And this is so powerful when it comes to dealing with maybe um, stressful or negative or uncomfortable beliefs and thoughts that might pop up, especially when you're doing something like mirror work. Because so often those negative thoughts, one, they have a lot of emotional charge, two, they can um, give us a certain stress response, and three, they're based on some past experience that isn't our current reality, right? Maybe at one point in time, some way, somehow, it was helpful to think of yourself that way and to maybe put yourself down or whatever it was because it helped you stay safe in some way. But in this moment, chances are that belief is out of date and it's not serving you anymore and you're ready for a change. So tapping can be so great because it can help to calm the nervous system, calm your mind, let you know that you're safe. And from that place of safety and ease, it's much easier to let go of anything you no longer need and open up to things that really feel resonant and really feel uplifting, like affirmations of I love you and you gaze at yourself in the mirror. (laughs) Now, the other perspective on how to work with those thoughts or feelings as they arise. Actually, there's a third, ooh la la, a list of three. So the second one I'll share is something that comes from Matt Kahn. And he talks about how sometimes affirmations, um, because of this phenomenon, basically, of stirring up the negative, the kind of the, the part of us that doesn't believe it, 
Um, sometimes affirmations can almost be kind of agitating to our systems. And he talks about how it can be so valuable to love and tend to the parts of us that pop up that say the negative thing or that don't feel loved or lovable or beautiful or good enough or any of that. And so rather than trying to crowd out or kind of reprogram those negative thoughts into positive ones, he suggests that we really slow down and spend time and be kind and gentle with those parts of us that, you know, for example, don't believe we're good enough or don't believe we're smart or don't believe that we're beautiful or lovable or kind. And we get curious because maybe that thought shows up as something harsh, but oftentimes if you slow down and you pay attention to it, like I explored in that parts work, a lot of times there's, there's some deeper, tender layers to it. It may have this sharp, harsh exterior, but beneath that, there's often some hurt or pain going on. And if we can tend to that hurt and we can be kind to that part that maybe feels like it's still hung up on a past experience or still hurting because it was never fully cared for and, and loved when it was, you know, feeling a certain way or whatever it was. When we can take care of those parts, then they can very naturally feel open and receptive to more love, more appreciation, etc. So it can be a very organic unfolding, but it requires a bit more deep excavation. And some of you might feel like that's really what you want and what resonates. Whereas others of you might feel like, oh, I'm able to, I'm so flexible in my mind and my heart, and I'm able to just shift things kind of quickly. You know, it's, we're all different and there's nothing wrong with wanting to take it slow and go deep or wanting to move swiftly and with like boldness. It's all beautiful and it's all welcome here. The third way that you can work with any belief is something that once again, I should probably spend a whole other episode on this. Um, it's the work by Byron Katie and she is so profound. I highly recommend you guys look into her. I'll definitely be spending some time with her book with you all and sharing expert excerpts and thoughts and all of that. Um, but she is such a profound teacher and she has this whole process of inquiry where basically any belief, whether it's a judgment about somebody else or a judgment even about ourselves, that's a bit more advanced, but she talks about really asking ourselves if something is true. Can I really know that it's true that I'm not good enough? And to just really sit and deeply contemplate that. And then there's a few more questions that you'll go into. And I'd recommend even looking into um, a Byron Katie coach where somebody can hold you and take to kind of hold your hand through this process of inquiry. Because it's when you hear about it, it's one thing, but doing it feels so different. And I can really speak to this because I've worked with a Byron Katie coach and it is so profound to have someone holding me there in that quiet place of deeply questioning what's really true and what other truths are possible when it comes to how I'm perceiving myself or others or the world itself. So there's so many ways to address the kind of the part that might snag, the part that might flare up as you explore sharing messages of love with yourself, whether it's in your journal with love letters or whether it's out loud or in your mind as you look into your own eyes. 
And all that aside, I will say just doing it, just taking action and trying it out and letting any discomfort or negative thoughts, just take the back seat. As Brene Brown would say, self-criticism gets to sit in the car, but it doesn't get to drive the car, right? It's, it's allowed to be here, but it doesn't get to drive the car. And so maybe another strategy for you, if you're feeling resistance to doing this is you just say, Hey, okay, the resistance I'm feeling, the whatever's going on, it gets to be, it gets to be here. I'm not going to cut that part off, but that part's not going to drive the car. I'm still choosing to take action and to try this out and to see what happens. So I want to give you a really clear image of what this exercise could look like. And before I do that, I want to say part of what I'm borrowing from with this is a whole other wonderful teacher who talked about the value of gazing into our own eyes and saying, I love you. And the person who taught me this was Vishen Lakhiani. He is the founder of Mind Valley. And if you love self-development, <laughs> you would love Mind Valley. It is such a robust, almost overwhelmingly robust, um, whole online platform school with all these incredible classes and all these incredible teachers. And it's so dynamic. It's so alive. There's so much going on there. And in, I think it's in Vishen's own course, he teaches this exercise. And I think it's part of his course called Be Extraordinary. And he talks about how just once a day to look in the mirror, look into your own eyes, which I love that. That's really specific. I don't know if Louise Hay ever highlighted that, but to look into your own eyes, which basically means you're kind of practicing eye gazing with your with yourself, which is a whole other wonderful, beautiful thing that people use to bond deeper and all of that. And it kind of touches potentially on mirror neurons, which as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I think there's some merit to that idea, but it doesn't seem like the science all holds up. So I think that, I just think there's something powerful about eye contact. And so to give that to yourself is profound. And he says, you know, to say, I love you. It's like, it starts to create this <laughs> unfuck with ability, <laughs> um, to become unfuck withable, which he, he loves that phrase. He loves the, the feistiness too, of using the word fuck in there. And he talks about how when we are deeply anchored in our own self-love and we feel good about ourselves because we fill ourselves up with that feeling, it can become like a superpower where we feel brave, we feel bold, we feel willing to take chances, we feel willing to follow through with what our heart is telling us we really care about, and we feel willing to reach for the things that might seem unattainable or scandalous or whatever it is and it can really allow us to feel unshakable right and even in the face of criticism or other people's doubts or challenges or whatever it is there's this inner strength that he's talking about that can come from that and so there you are <laughs> imagine it's the morning and you're getting ready you're brushing your teeth maybe you've washed your face and you look at yourself in the mirror and what would happen if you just took a moment to look into your eyes, maybe you smile a little, I highly recommend smiling a little, and you just say five times in a row, I love you, I love you, I love you, 
I love you. I love you. And then you go about your day. <laughs> I'd love for you all to try it out. It's so simple. It might seem kind of silly, but hey, if it makes you laugh, that's good. Laughter and play is one of the best states of mind to be in, to be really receptive and to learn the fastest. So if it makes you laugh, all the better. <laughs> Why not start your day with a little chuckle? It's funny because, um, I mean, so many things are funny in this moment, <laughs> but what's really funny is that um, we are working on the Creative Casita uh, little studio here at my place with my partner, Dylan. And right now it's in such a state that it's not really pleasant to record in there. And so I'm in... Uh, one of the other rooms and there's and I'm the way I have to sit with the mic and all that right now I'm looking at myself in a mirror and at first when I was getting set up to record today I was thinking oh man I don't know maybe I should maybe I should set up somewhere else that might be distracting and then as I was going over my notes I was like wait this is perfect <laughs> I'm talking about mirror work and I am in front of a mirror okay that must be that must be perfect <laughs> it must be perfect I'm here for it and you know I do think that when I really reflect back on the Love Letter Project and just, just the journey I've been on with all of this, I can see how practicing loving myself has made it easier to see myself in the mirror, see photos of myself, all these, all these places where maybe in the past really, really negative or even just slightly negative thoughts would come up or even sometimes it wasn't even thoughts. It was vague feelings of discomfort. Now there's just a lot more love, a lot more appreciation. The emphasis has shifted for me from analyzing and, and nitpicking to just a sense of gratitude, which is really beautiful. <laughs> There's another piece that I want to point out in all of this, and I'll share this thought, and then we'll move on to me sharing a little love letter for you all. There's something architectural that everything I've talked about on this podcast um, requires, and that is a container. And this is this is a phrase that I came across in my wonderful world of Naropa and psychology. And the idea of a container and creating a container is that you're creating a space. And so often the example would be, you know, in a therapy session with the therapist, or it, if it's group therapy, or even just a group class, you're creating kind of this container where everybody feels like they're held, they're together. And to bring it back to the example of a, a client and, and a therapist, you have that container of that time, the time you're going to spend together, you know, okay, this is a 50 minute session or whatever it may be. You, you kind of feel the containment of the room, right? There's all these architectural pieces that allow for all the deep, juicy things to happen. And for example, with coaching, all the coaching I've ever done is uh, remote. So the container is we enter into that space at that specific time, right? It's like, okay, our session's at 430 here we go. We get on the phone. We do our call, right? We create that container together and then we close it up. And this is something that can happen in so many different ways. And it can be done with a certain level of 
casualness, right? It's kind of easy when you walk into a room and then you're in that room and you close the door and here we are in therapy. Um, there's ways to do it with more intention, which is sometimes really valuable, especially if it is remote, like taking some breaths at the beginning, taking a moment to check in with yourself, things like that. And there's something that must happen to the brain when we intentionally say, okay, I'm going to go do this thing now, right? I can't, you kind of go into a mode and I feel like that's part of the container experience. And I wanted to name this, this architecture piece because I think it's a, it's another tool that, that you all can have in your tool belt. So when it comes to writing the love letter, the journal itself on a certain level is that container. It's creating that space for you to explore your thoughts, for you to open up to feelings of love and to expressions of love, whether it's to yourself or to the world or whatever. Or maybe you're just doing deeper parts work inquiry in your journal or some other wonderful form of journaling that I haven't even mentioned. And I think that just knowing about the idea of a container is valuable because basically all is required to create a quote unquote container where profound things can happen is intent. And that goes back to the power. The point of power is in the present moment. Our intention, our choice is in the present moment. And so by saying, okay, I'm opening my journal with the intention of connecting to love, or I'm, I'm, I'm going on a walk this morning with the intention to connect to the divine, or, you know, I'm, I'm gazing at my own self in the mirror and I'm going to do this little I love you exercise with the intent of opening up to more strength and love and unfuck with ability, <laughs> which is such a fun word to say. Um, so creating a container by using intention is such, such a wonderful tool that you can carry with you no matter what. And a few fun tips I'll add to that that I find really help creating a container is one, um, setting a timer. There's a way that not having to keep track of time, I think allows us to go deeper into a process so that we're not worried about, oh, am I in there too long? Or am I like, like there's a way sometimes we can kind of be in, in the experience and out of it when we have to keep track of time. That's one of the beautiful things so often in coaching or therapy, the coach or therapist will keep track of the time for you. So you can just be in your thoughts and your experience and whatever process you all are doing. Same with the massage therapist, right? They keep track. If you had to keep track of the time for the massage therapist, that would be so hard and stressful, right? So part of the gift is having some, some other consciousness, whether it's your phone or in person, keep track of the time for you and be that, be there to, to, to say, okay, it's time to close or it's time to start wrapping up. That's the biggest one, honestly. I will also say that I find, especially since I do so much work kind of on myself with myself, whether it's with my journal or voice memos or things like that. Um, I find that having some other kind of thing there that's helping me document what I'm sharing, whether it's a journal or a voice memo app on my phone, um, there's something about feeling kind of witnessed that also helps create that sense of a container, especially when you're doing deeper, deeper work. So that's another fun thing. Now, Let's move on to the love letter for this week. This comes from May. 
May 26, 2021. It's short and sweet, but I felt like it really went well with the themes of love and the present. Relax into knowing how welcome you are in this life and this world. Today is precious. Your experience of it is precious. And I love you. It can be short. It can be sweet. It can be simple. It's so wonderful to remember that simple fact. <laughs> so before we, we close, we close the container of the episode, <laughs> I wanted to read you another little part of what Louise Hay was saying in this piece around the point of powers in the present moment. This is an invitation and an, and an invitation to inquiry. And so these might be your journal prompts for this week or just things you want to think about in the coming days. Stop for a moment and catch your thought. What are you thinking right now? If thoughts shape your life and experiences, would you want this thought to become true for you? If it's a thought of worry, anger, hurt, or revenge, how do you think that this thought will come back to you? If we want a joyous life, we must think joyous thoughts. Whatever we send out mentally or verbally will come back to us in like form. So, take a little time to listen to the words you say. If you hear yourself saying something three times, write it down. It has become a pattern for you. At the end of a week, look at the list you've made and you'll see how your words fit your experiences. Hmm. Be willing to change your words and thoughts and watch your life change. The way to control your life is to control your choice of words and thoughts. No one thinks in your mind but you. Now, how interesting is all of that, right? I just want to say as a caveat, because I love the whole realm of, you know, what you think becomes reality and all that. I think there's so much merit to that and so much power. And I think sometimes we can use that idea to beat ourselves up. And I want to really encourage you all as you investigate your thoughts and the things you're saying to be super, super kind to yourselves, super gentle. And just stay curious, right? Just, and, and, I don't necessarily think that every thought we've thought and every, every single thing that we're thinking and perceiving creates everything. I think the thing it creates the most definitely is our perception and is the stories we tell ourselves about life. But there's so much choice when it comes to our perspectives. There's so much flexibility and possibility. And so even if objective reality stays the same, the way we hold it and how empowered or disempowered we feel in relation to it really is malleable. And I really do believe that the more we cultivate love with ourselves and this willingness to really look at ourselves, look at how we're showing up for life, the more we're able to really be in integrity and perceive life in a way that is the most empowering to us and allows us to put our best foot forward, bring our love to the world. 
there's this idea of filling your cup before you fill others, right? Or putting your mask on before you put on the mask for others, the oxygen mask in an airplane, right? And I love the image of filling yourself up so much with love that it saturates your entire being. And you can't help but let that love overflow. And I think that it's natural to feel love for others and to feel greater gratitude for others when we feel gratitude for ourselves. And sometimes it might start, it's easier to feel gratitude for others, and then it finds its way to us. But this process, this love signals world, I'm inviting you to let yourself be steeped in self-love and to see what comes from that. How much more bravery, how much more um, compassion and resilience comes from being steeped in love. So with that, I will bid you all goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out, there's the email, lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. And if you can leave a review, that helps so much. If you want to share this with a friend, please share it. I'm so glad you're here spending this time with me. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And with that, I'll leave us with our beloved quote. There's so much love here for you. And with my little addition, may you notice more and more each day all the ways that love is seeking you out and finding you. All right, take care.